Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's episode is a stories of high strangeness. I feel like we hadn't done one of these in a while. Do you feel the same or am I just tripping? It's also been a long day. It's been... Maybe because we also had like two consistent guests on that like (laughs) it feels longer. I don't know. Or maybe I guess it's that and then the schedule is just like still being crazy off and stuff. All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that we would be going back to our normal schedule, but that me moving back to weekdays fell through. So I'm still on weekends, guys. So we will be having to deal with these some delays possibly um like i said they're not coming out at midnight but they are coming up on wednesday uh before the morning at least this, these last two have come up before the morning yeah um if i sound a little bit tired it's because i haven't slept today i worked last night and i uh so the call of duty beta oh was open and I was playing that. I that, that wasn't the reason why I didn't sleep. Like, for some reason, when I got home, I just didn't feel tired. So, I'm like, right now, like, I'm really feeling it. So, I'm a basic bitch, and I got myself my pumpkin spice um, creamer for <laughs> oh my coffee. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> we got cinnamon roll. I can't. I don't, I don't know what it is about pumpkin spice. I think it's like the nutmeg. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I used, to, <laughs> I used to be really like not obsessed, but I really liked it. And then just recently, I don't know. I've been tasting it, and and recently it's been tasting really fake to me. It's just something about it tastes off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I've always wanted to try is a cinnamon toast crunch one, but they don't have like a zero sugar version of that. Cinnamon. I don't think I've had that or even seen that one. Yeah, I've seen it at H at H E B. It's like a cinnamon toast crunch. Like, um, I don't even know which brand it is, but there's there's a brand that does a couple like cereal cereal. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Actually, the cinnamon. I love cinnamon in my coffee. Yeah, yeah. If I don't have like cream sugar kind of thing, or if I have the option to put cinnamon, I'll do a little dash of cinnamon on top for sure so when speaking of cinnamon and coffee i know we're going off on a tangent this isn't paranormal <laughs> but when we were in when we were in tamasopo <clears throat> um we went to this little like dude it was like this little place uh it was a restaurant but it's not like it's not a restaurant like you would imagine a restaurant you know it's like kind of open to the air there's no ac uh but it's like all homemade you know food Mm -hmm. and um so they had that area i guess is known for um san luis potosi they they have especially in that town that they were like promoting a lot like promoting this coffee a lot Uh so they were um they were at, they asked us do you want a, a coffee like regular coffee or do you want cafe de olla the cafe de olla so what it is is basically <clears throat> coffee and it's brewed and they put like they brew it with cinnamon like a cinnamon stick mm-hmm. and uh piloncillo what's piloncillo it's basically like sugar like have you ever mm-hmm. gone to heb and seen like this cone oh yeah uh-huh. okay that's piloncillo that they they use that for like um 
sweetening any kind of like food or um they use it um a lot in uh what's it called oh my god bread pudding um oh bread pudding that's fine what's it called with the raisins yeah hold on give me a second capirotada Oh, yeah. <laughs> they use it in capirotada and uh so they use that as a sweetener mm. you know and uh when they so they they brew it they brew the coffee and then they uh with the piloncillo and the and the canela the, the cinnamon and that's how you you get it and you're you drink it's supposed to be uh, you're supposed to drink it black mm-hmm. uh they put out milk for us um and then my my father-in-law made a comment about, oh, you're supposed to drink this black. I'm like, all right, well, then I'll drink it black. It's not a problem. You know, but yeah, I love cinnamon in my coffee. I've never, um, it's, it's, are the, sorry, I'm like stuck on that sugar cone thingy that you're talking about. Is that not then sugar? Like, is it some other sort of, um, I'm, to be honest with you, I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's like, Almost like molasses, I guess. Mm. I guess it's just the, it's... the the way they perform, like they prepare it and they make it, is um. It's like I think it's brown sugar, and then I I don't know what else they add to it. Uh, I would have to look it up, but I know it's like a spe- like specifically like they they use that because even mm. like when 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 where I bought the coffee that I got from over there. Uh, the little shop that had uh, the coffee, you could you could obviously they brewed coffee for you to drink and stuff. You could buy coffee from them, and uh, they had evaporated milk, mm. they had regular milk, they had uh, powdered creamer, they had regular sugar like white sugar, mm-hmm. and they had the piloncillo like pulverized, like so you can add to your your coffee evaporated milk and coffee yeah game changer yes it's so much better with evaporated milk yeah it's delicious sweetness and the creamy yeah yeah no that's how i drank my coffee for years when i was at the bakery that's just what i did Mm -hmm. black coffee spoonful of uh whatchamacallit not sweet and condensed milk evaporated milk oh no 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 yeah sorry I lied. I do eva- uh, sweetened condensed milk. So the evaporated milk, I like. I feel like it's just cream, basically. But it's like just, a nuttier flavor to it. It, it. There's something that's different. It does yeah. not taste like regular milk. It it tastes better. It Toastiness. tastes creamier. Isn't it, it's toasted, isn't it? Essentially, it's like toasted milk because evaporated, it's evaporated. milk is just yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be because I, like i did get like uh like and i thought it was maybe the coffee but i guess it could have been the creamer the the evaporated milk that kind of got that toastiness i can almost like taste i've never had it before i was thinking of the evaporate or sweet and condensed but like i can almost taste what it would taste like that nuttiness that Mm -hmm. um, you need to try it i need to all right guys but this is a paranormal (laughs) podcast so let's uh you're not here for the booze no uh, oh. Oh. Okay. Speaking of booze, anyway. I, I'd love to have like 
see if we could do something with that. I've never, I've, I've heard a few episodes of the spirits and spirits podcast, but Mm -hmm. I would, I feel like it'd be fun to get on there, like get on an episode with them and just drink and talk about ghosts. Uh, I mean, that's dope. That's literally all I want to do for the rest of my life. It's kind of why we started the podcast. We should reach out to them and be like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do an episode forever? Do you want to collab? Collab. (laughs) I'm not writing that email. Uh, <laughs> well, please I don't mean... use the word collab <laughs> all right guys let's get into these stories do you want to go first or do you want me sure. to jump in no i'll go first all right okay <clears throat> i don't know why all of a sudden i sound like a frog so forgive me um and probably we'll have to go get some water because i forgot to bring mine anyway so this this story is from Mo Momo, but O M E, sorry, M O E M O E, fifty two nine one five. Yeah. So the title says, "A man and a little girl showed up at my front door last night." Encounter. Last night at around ten p.m., my boyfriend and I were sitting in the living room trying to find a movie to watch on Amazon Prime. We we have video surveillance cameras everywhere outside. Two that point to the front door at different angles, one in the backyard, one on the for the sides of the house. The monitor screen is kept in the living room on a table next to the recliner that I was sitting in. I just sat down for not even five minutes and I heard a child's voice come over the monitor. The voice said, hello. I thought to myself for a minute. Dude, I just got chills down my spine. <laughs> Why is that so fucking creepy? Oh. I don't know. And then That's I was remembering it... Italia's episode where she saw the little boy. Oh yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Well, that's that's Jesus what that was. Christ. So I thought to myself for a minute, fuck, does my son have his bedroom window open and is he yelling through the window for some reason? And Uh, Is the camera picking it up because there's a camera next to his bedroom window? Then I remembered, no, it can't be, because he was sleeping in my bed. I called up to him and he answered. I looked at the monitor screen and I see a man who appeared to be very tall. He was wearing a red and white flannel shirt. He was holding a little girl's hand. She looked like she had striped striped long sleeves with frizzy blonde hair. They were walking up the steps to get into our entryway, and I turned to my boyfriend and said, Somebody is here. We live in the we live in the middle of absolute nowhere. We live by a swamp. My closest neighbors are bears and coyotes, and a couple of Amish houses about a mile or so down the road. So there are never any people, at least that we know of, who go walking down our street pitch black with no street lights on a back road at 10 p.m. at night. Well, 10 p.m. is night. <laughs> so so it seemed very strange to us just as the man and the girl get to the front door my boyfriend opens the door and they were gone not a single trace of or sign of them my boyfriend goes outside by the road to see if he could see any cars but there was nothing we thought maybe they were having car trouble and they st- stopped for help but there are no signs of being of that being a possibility I let the dog outside and my boyfriend went outside with a flashlight, and, but nothing was there. We watched the camera footage and the people coming to the door never recorded. Of course. 
We reviewed old camera footage and saw nothing that looked or sounded like that. We don't even know we don't even know people that look like that or ever have anybody that couldn't could have possibly come over that looked like that. My boyfriend does not believe in ghosts, but seeing that we had no explanation for it, I think he changed his mind. We lived in this house for four years, and I personally have never experienced anything until last night. My boyfriend admitted that one night I was at work, he saw something moving in the yard and thought it was an animal, but went out to look and nothing was there. But my son's tire swing was swinging back and forth like crazy. My son has been complaining for the past few months that he doesn't like to sleep in his bed because it sounds like something is crawling around under his bed and his bed shakes. The original part of the house was built in the 1800s and was used as an old schoolhouse. An addition was put onto the house 20 years ago to make it bigger. The old school master used to live across the street in the house that is no longer there. I talked to my boyfriend today, and we both said that what happened is really weird, and we've come to terms with it's probably of it probably being ghost a ghost sighting. I know I'm not crazy because he saw them and heard them heard the voices too. I've seen many ghosts in my lifetime. I just wondered what took so long for me to see one here. What bothers me is that it seemed like they wanted to get my attention, and it makes me feel very uneasy. A few days leading up to this, I would sit in the living room and just have an overwhelming feeling of dread and terrible anxiety. After seeing them, I don't feel that anymore. So weird. And then it says, edit. My son hasn't been sleeping in his room because I'm not forcing him to. When he tells me these things, I let him know that I believe him 100%. We are turning what used to be his playroom into his new bedroom, and I wanted to see... Uh, what he was experiencing in his current bedroom. So I went in there myself and took my naps before work in his room. She works night shift, it says. Um, And every single night I would have a nightmare. So I said he can sleep in my room until his new room is ready, which will be ready hopefully in a couple of days. So it's like the room is haunted too. Mm -mm. That's creepy. Like that's... Like, I want security cameras and, like, a ring camera and all that stuff, but, like, I don't want to catch any creepy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I don't think we've caught anything on any of our cameras. Um, the only thing that was weird was that that one time that mom, you know, yeah, heard certain things. Like, same thing happened, but this time, this time, like it didn't record when she walked in and there was no recordings of what she thought she heard or whatever yeah, or what she heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was weird. Um, But we do, but for whatever reason that happens with the, with the doorbell camera sometimes, like yeah. sometimes it'll pick up somebody that's out on the street. Um, All the way or the like, fuck out there. Yeah. And then other times, like when we leave the house, it won't pick us up. So it's just very, you know, Finicky. Yeah, and I've had that. Like, I I need to get them out here, but it's just you know. I guess now that I'm off during the week, I should probably try and make a point to try and get do that. that. Done. Yeah, yeah. There, okay. I, I there's a video that I want to show you, but this it's not paranormal. It just looks very creepy. But I'll show it to you after the. Mm, maybe I'll watch it later <laughs> during the day. I'm it's... already. I can already tell. 
Huh? It's like a it's dogs. It has to do with dogs. Okay, I'll show it to you tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be fine. Well, let me go into like the living room and like mm-hmm. send it to me, and then I'll be with Carlos, and I won't be scared. All right. I can already tell I'm going to freak myself out with these stories. I have a story here uh, from Reddit uh, from the user Parzy Fail. And the title of this is, as a correctional officer, I have had tons of experiences. I've worked as a correctional officer for a long time. I've worked at, at facilities in Texas and in Michigan. The oldest prison I've ever worked at just recently started to close in Michigan, and it got me thinking about all the paranormal experiences experiences I've had there and in other prisons I've worked at. I'd like to share with all of you some of the more notable paranormal experiences that I've had while working in this in these prisons. First off, I'd like to say that I never really believed in ghosts before I started working as a correctional officer. I started off working in Texas at an intake facility. Facility. I worked night shifts 12 hours from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. The first experience that I ever had was working on a lower security housing unit. When finishing a round, I was chatting with my partner and I heard a loud, uh, I heard a loud banging sound. It was at like 3 a.m. at this point. No prisoners should be out of their bunks. I asked my partner if they knew what the banging was. They, being an older officer, told me bluntly that the unit we were working, uh, that we were working was haunted. They told me the sound was coming from a door of one small quiet cell in a hallway, not directly visible from other from the officer station, and about how a prisoner had died in one. The prisoner allegedly died because the officers working there at the time had given them a snack of food when it was lunchtime for prisoners, and the prisoner had choked on the food and died. I really didn't believe that the unit was haunted, so I decided to go look at this door. The sound volume increased as I got closer to the door. The door itself was visibly shaking as if someone was pounding on it. There was nothing that could have been causing the door to shake like this, or to shake like it was. I was at a loss for words. Later that night, I checked the door again, and there was a steamed-up handprint visible on the glass of the door's window. Another experience I had was at the same facility, but at a different housing unit. It was around 1 to 2 a.m., and I was sitting inside the officer's station, watching the cameras and talking to my partner. I look at one of the cameras and clearly see a prisoner sitting at a table in the day room. I turn my head to look at the day room, and no one is sitting at the table. I, I just saw on the camera. I asked my partner to go check it out. <laughs> I asked my partner to go check it out because no one is supposed to be out of bed yet. I rolled back. I rolled back the time on the camera to see if I could see where the prisoner might have gone. The prisoner on the camera literally slow fades away and vanishes completely. Mm-hmm. Nope. My partner comes back into the officer station and we both watch this video over and over. Later on that same night, during one of the rounds, I notice a wet floor sign that got left out. I return it to the porter, the porter closet. I get back to the officer station and look back to where the porter closet is and see the same wet floor sign left out. I asked my partner if they were playing a joke on me or something because I just put the sign away. My partner denies doing anything with it. I go back out and make sure I go put the sign back in the closet and lock the door. Get back to the officer station, wet floor sign right there in the open again. 
My partner Ooh. and I are both watching this wet floor sign now. It starts to tip over. Uh, it starts to tip over on one end very slowly. Two of its legs, two of its legs off the ground. The sign then slams itself to the ground. It then proceeds to slide quickly up the hallway and then back to in front of the closet door before ceasing all movement. My partner and I refused to come out of the officer station for the rest of the night because we were scared shitless. No, I mean, <laughs> that reminds me of the that balloon incident that I had at the yeah. nursing home. Yeah. Except like, I think this would be a lot fucking scarier because at least like a balloon, you can really blame it on just like a strong ass breeze or something yeah you you can play it off on on things but if you're seeing a fucking wet floor sign like sliding around on the floor nope how how do you explain that you know what i mean like no you don't i i would not have left the officer state officer station either like yeah can you imagine like what the prisoners see too like um i bet i mean when um when Max was on here and was talking about what she mm. what she used to see and stuff. And then he continues. One more notable one from Texas. I was working in an ad seg unit, really high security unit for prisoners that get in fights and cause a lot of problems repeatedly. We had a prisoner who was sitting in one of our, clo- our close observation cells. These cells are usually used for people who threaten harming themselves. In the summertime, prisoners will sometimes just say that they are suicidal to be put in one of these cells because they are a lot cooler and are near AC vents that are that the normal housing units don't have. The prisoner told me that this was what they were going. The prisoner told me that this is what they were doing and that they didn't want to cause any trouble or problems. Later on that night, one of my partners and I were watching cameras and all of a sudden we see a shadow moving across the floor. Mm-hmm. Eventually it comes to, it comes to the close observation cell and disappears under the door. This is where it gets a little crazy. Oh, I do, Yeah. <laughs> I do around and check on the close observation cell. The prisoner is pacing in the cell. I ask the prisoner if they are okay, and the prisoner tells me that something doesn't feel right no. and that they are hearing voices that aren't Absolutely there. Absolutely not. I try to calm them down, and eventually they do and lay on the bed. Later on, my partner calls for assistance because the prisoner had bit in the skin of their own wrists, causing them to bleed, held them above their head, and allegedly was speaking in tongues. Nope. I feel like, like, I mean, I'm not saying that this isn't paranormal, right? But I feel like being in that kind of, like, environment, like, just segregated, like, from everybody. Your mental health is trash, yeah. And, And who knows what kind of, you know what state he was in before he went in there you know what i mean yeah that too um there's something about shadows crawling around on the floor that i just like ugh, like yeah. i don't i don't like that it's like too easy to imagine too mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't like it okay freaking myself <laughs> out in here When I started working at prisons in Michigan, I worked at a prison that's now closing. It was built back in 1877 and is one of the oldest prisons still operating in all of the United States. There were so many small experiences that that I've had here. Doors would slam, you'd hear voices, cold chills. The first really notable experience I had was around Christmas time on third shift. I was working the oldest unit on the facility. Usually we don't have prisoners there, but we had opened the 
we had opened the unit to separate prisoners during the COVID pandemic. I didn't have a partner due to how short staffed we were. So one of the other officers set up a TV for me to keep me entertained because I'd be really far away from all the other units and get bored with no one to talk to. I do rounds for most of the night watching TV in between them. I suddenly hear a banging noise from a door that leads to a hallway that takes you all the way to an even older, unused, condemned part of the prison. I open the door and take a look down the hallway. A cold breeze hits me and suddenly my arm hairs stand on end. I close the door thoroughly creeped out. I go and sit down and start watching TV again. The TV starts flipping through channels rapidly and then stops on static. No, no, no. The ring. (laughs) I have to get moved to a different unit because I'm scared shitless. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) One day on third shift, my work friend and I were working positions that allowed us to have a lot of free time and no prisoners to watch. We decided to to explore the prison. We explored the tunnels that went underneath the prison, the old barns, the old unstaffed gun towers. We eventually decided to go look at the old condemned part of the prison from er, from my earlier experience. There was a big metal gate that was about halfway down the hallway that had that had to be opened with uh, by a big skeleton key. We get to the we get back to the old condemned part, and my friend tells me about how this part was supposed to be the old segregation. We had to use flashlights to see because this section is so old it it is not powered. The energy back there I won't ever forget. Just being there filled me with a feeling of dread. I asked my friend, oh, this is the fucking best worst part. (laughs) My favorite. I asked my friend to head back and we start to head back down to where the hallway to the gate was. My friend's flashlight suddenly dies. We make it to the hallway, barely able to see anything and almost pitch blackness. We hear something running after us. So we start running up the hallway too. My friend fumbles with the key as we hear it getting closer. We get to the gate, open, and sprint out of there. Later on, I noticed that my friend had a red claw mark all o- red claw marks all over his arm. Well, that's all I got for y'all. Hope you enjoy <laughs> reading about these. I love how none of that was crazy until the very last part. Like, yeah, I mean, it was all fucking crazy. <clears throat> but I mean, can you imagine? Like, can you imagine that? Like, you're, you're walking down a pitch black hallway. You can't see. No. You have a general idea of where you're you're fucking going. Yeah. And then you just hear somebody running or something Stop. running after you. Yeah. No. And like, then- where what where do you even run? Like, what do you do? Where do you run? Do you run forward? Do you run backwards? Like, yeah. I mean, like- away from the sound, I would assume. Like towards where you think the gate is and hope the but gate you don't is even and- i was gonna say you don't even know where what you're running in front of or like what's in front of you jesus yeah i don't know and then the worst part is like like obviously like under normal under normal circumstances you'd probably be able to get the key out and like you know but just yeah. with the adrenaline and the fear like Mm-mm. i can just like it, it, it reminds me of those dreams where you know how when you're having a nightmare, like um, you're trying to run and you can't run. Yeah, it's all slow like, motion. That's a, like, yeah, ugh, ugh. that's what I feel like it would feel like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've been chased by someone or something that I've just had to like sprint and just run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in that situation, I, I have like I just have this fear that I would freeze up rather than like. Like, I don't think my legs would work. Would you like a black-eyed kid story? 
Sure. <laughs> don't don't get too enthused there. Uh, okay, this have one. My window open. Well, you, that's that's your problem. You should know this by now. Like, close your window. You always. Now I'm looking outside my window, and I can imagine blah 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 blah. Like every well, other. As episode. soon as you said "black eyed children," my eyes went directly to my window. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You should know. Like we're recording. Put down the blinds. Maybe it'll help that you're on the second floor. So this one, <laughs> this one is called, or sorry, is by Swamp underscore Puppy. It's called Black Eyed Kid. This is not my story, but a story from a friend's great grandfather. This friend's great grandfather. Um, I have gotten permission to tell this story on here. This story takes place during the late summer in the 1960s in Osceola, Iowa, which was a very small farming community. My friend's great-grandpa, Bob, owned a farm out there. He had acres of corn, wheat, potatoes, etc., but corn was his main crop, so he had a huge cornfield. It was around 2 a.m., and his grandfather couldn't sleep, so he went outside to get some fresh air. When outside, he noticed something that looked like a child walking around in the cornfield. So, Bob ran back inside and grabbed his double-barrel shotgun. Hell yeah, he's seen children. uh, I guess children of the corn didn't come out Yeah, 1960s. And woke the farmhand for backup. They combed through the cornfield in an attempt to find whatever was running around out there. After a while, they still couldn't find anything, so Bob told the farmhand to go back inside the house while he stayed on the porch to watch his cornfield. Then he looks at the gravel road between his yard and the fence the fence line that led to the cornfield, and standing on the road was a little girl around six years old or so, and she was wearing a white dress that made her look like she had just gotten out of church. Bob thought that his mind must have been playing tricks on him, so he tried to lay down on the porch to rest, but also still stay, still say somewhat alert. Still stay is what they meant to say. Um, however, not even a minute after he lay down, he heard a knock on the screen door. He walked up to he walked up to the door and slightly cracked the main door open. He sees the little girl and asks, "May I help you?" little girl said mister i'm lost and i don't know where my parents are nope 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 that's like black eyed kid mo right there mm-hmm. um can i come in the house and use your telephone <laughs> bob felt uneasy and told her that he could get her a glass of water and he can call her parents for her if she gave him the number, but he didn't feel comfortable letting her inside. He felt something off about the little girl. However, however, the little girl insisted to be the one to call and talk to them. And Bob said, young lady, it's two in the morning and I don't feel comfortable letting a stranger in the, into the house, little girl or not. The little girl started to get agitated and said, I'm not leaving until you let me in and use your phone. Startled, Bob told the little girl that he was... Yeah, seriously. Uh, Bob told the little girl that he was going to call the police to come pick her up so that they can keep her safe and find her parents. He closed the door to go and call the police, but he heard somebody punch the door like a grown man. He walked back and cracked the door open again, but when he looked, he realized that it was the little girl that punched the door. 
but when he looked at her this time, she didn't have any eyes. Instead, she had pitch black orbs instead of eyes, and she said in a deep voice, let me in. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Bob grabbed his shotgun. (laughs) So Bob grabbed his shotgun and pointed (laughs) at the little girl and told her no and to go away after this the little girl looks right into the barrel and then back up at bob smiled smugly at him and giggled and then she ran back into the cornfield and disappeared oh dude why (laughs) jesus christ i asked you i said do you want a black eyed kid story you said yeah sure that was horrible i think that's like the worst black eyed fucking kid story we've told I think so too. We haven't we haven't told a lot, a lot, a lot, but we have because like all the other ones that we've they, they've just been like, can we come in? And then like yeah. they snap out of it and they're gone or some shit. This one yeah. like the little girl's like, <laughs> let me in, and just like stared at the fucking barrel of the the shotgun and yeah. was like, do it, bitch. Like you know, god damn. Uh, well, I'm glad crazy. you liked that one. I fucking liked and did not like. So this one is actually, I'm, I'm assuming he's a listener, uh, from uh, Roy Rangel. Uh, story, scary story. He titled it. He goes, he's gonna, you know, talk us up a little bit and then get into the story. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, just let me start by saying I love y'all's podcast and thank you for making a platform for people like myself to share our stories. Oh yeah, so he does want us to share it. So my story is when I was about five or six years old. I was in my parents' room one night and my dad told me it was time for bed, so I went to my room. My bed faced a big window leading out to the front of the house. So I went into my bedroom and was getting on my bed when I heard a faint voice say, Mommy. I looked around but didn't see anyone, so I continued to get under the covers and I heard it again. Mommy. I looked to make sure it wasn't one of my sisters because they loved pranking me a lot, but there was no one around. I got in bed, and when I was about to pull the covers up, I heard it again, but this time I heard it coming from outside of the window. Nope. Outside of the window. (laughs) I crawled slowly towards the window to peek out to see if someone was outside. Absolutely not. You don't do that. Well, I mean, we're going to have to have him on to ask him why. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) But as soon as I was about to look outside, a loud voice in my right ear yelled, Mommy. Mm -mm. Needless to say, I jumped under the covers and didn't come out until the next morning. I later heard stories about our house being haunted. And trust me, I believed it. I have a lot of experiences with the paranormal growing up, which is what led me to become a paranormal investigator. Thank you and happy huntings. Oof. So we're probably going to reach out to to uh, Roy and uh, see if he wants to come on here and share some yeah. more of his stories <laughs> and ask him why. Why? <laughs> that's, that's how I'm going to start. Why? So this next story is by Lord underscore G-Y-J. It's titled, The Baby Boy Has a Quote-Unquote Friend. (laughs) My family on my mother's side has always been close to the paranormal. I myself had had many experiences with spirits, ghosts, entities, etc. It would seem that I've passed these traits on to my 11-month-old boy. For about a month, whenever he's been 
put to bed at night, we've noticed that he tends to be more talkative than when he's with us. Not to say that he's a quiet kid, but sometimes when he's in it when sometimes when he's in there alone, he just yaps up a storm. The times that I've peeked into the door to see what he's going on about, he's always facing a wall and it's obvious that he's communicating with someone or something. <laughs> no, I think Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw the whole baby away. It's actually really cute. Mm. That's, uh, yeah. Fatable. Their words, not mine, guys. There are pauses as if he's listening, and then there's the baby battle. Baby babble starts. And man, does it start. Sometimes he bursts out laughing and giggling after the pauses, almost like he's playing with someone. I love the sound of his laughter, so I can't help but smile when I hear it. No. <laughs> uh, once after this afternoon nap, I went in and picked him up. And thanks to my bad back, I had to put my hand on the wall to steady myself. I was looking at him the whole time, even though he was looking at the spot I had put my hand on. He looked at me in my hands and back at me and erupted in wails like I had hurt him somehow. I asked him what was wrong and he motioned towards my hand, crying while he did so. When I realized I may have just put my hand on his quote-unquote friend, I quickly moved it and apologized to both my boy and his visitor. Needless to say, he instantly calmed down and we went about our day. My girlfriend is skeptical skeptical about the whole thing. She's not really a believer in the supernatural so much, but even she's been noticing how he acts and has become a believer, more or less. The end. That reminds me of this this uh for for a little bit there I was getting these like scary things like uh, paranormal things on TikTok. I haven't gotten any more. But uh it was supposedly this little boy who saw dead people, I guess. Mm. and um apparently there was a video oh i think we talked about it it, it was so. the, the, uh, the video of when they put the crucifix close to him like he started yeah. like crying and screaming yeah. and stuff like that yeah and then there was a video of where like the mom walks in because i think she heard him talking to somebody and uh he has one of those um beds that's like a crib but it's like really cl- close to the floor and it doesn't have like the one side uh so it's got like three high like walls mm-hmm. and then it's like open, open in the front yeah. so he's got one of those types of beds and she like she heard him talking so she goes into the room and he's kind of there and he's just kind of sitting there like with his back to the door i think and he's mm-hmm. just kind of like he looks like he's just waking up or, or something like that, but she could hear that he had been talking before she walked into the room. Yeah. And then apparently, uh, like a psychic medium kind of duetted the, the TikTok and was saying that there was somebody sitting next to him. There was two people actually sitting next uh. to him. One, one was a lady that was sitting, I think to his, uh, or to the right of the, the frame, I guess. And then I, I don't know if it was a man that was sitting to his left or something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty creepy. For some reason it reminded me of the the story reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this next story is also from Reddit. Uh, and the user is throwaway 78 underscore a 
the title is long, so I would assume it's just part of the story. It's it goes. I am Hispanic. I grew up hearing about ghosts, witches, duendes, la llorona, etc. When I was around six or seven years old, I went to Mexico with a bunch of my cousins. I am 22 now, and yesterday one of my cousins brought something up that occurred during that trip. That year, my aunt left me and about eight of my cousins in Mexico with my grandparents. We were all between the ages of five and 13. Honestly, I do not remember much from that trip, but I do have a suppressed mem- I do have suppressed memories that I can sort of remember, but not full like waking up crying in the middle of the night in the middle of the nights. Well, yesterday, one of my older cousins said she particularly remembers she heard my heard me crying and screaming and also heard my grandma scream. I used to sleep with my grandma in her room to a bed next to in a bed next to a window. My cousin says she recalls my grandma saying a witch tried to take me from the window while I was asleep. I honestly thought she was joking, but she claims she's not. And I can't remember as much as I tried to. I asked why she never mentioned it to me before, and she said that she thought maybe it was something hard for me to even talk about. I asked all my other cousins, but none of them answered me. Only one of them says he remembers me screaming in my sleep and shaking possessed as they tried to wake me up in the middle of the night. After I told my cousins I do not remember anything, she said she regretted telling telling me, fearing how I'm going to react if I unlock that hidden memory. She told me this yesterday. Right now I'm back home and it's 3 a.m. and I have the lights on because I feel scared to sleep, which is weird because I don't scare easy. Maybe I'm just being dramatic. <laughs> and then somebody basically just told her. Yeah, uh, if, yeah if, you're, if you've been. Yeah, no, no. Basically, they said, if you've been OK for all these years then I wouldn't worry about it, maybe something happened in Mexico. Maybe it didn't. But whatever it was doesn't seem to have followed you. It's really easy for us to scare ourselves over nothing about, but our imaginations. For example, scary movies, rainbows, blah blah blah. They just, you know. But yeah, got on a soapbox. Yeah, I like that one because, uh, or I, I chose it because, like, I saw Duendes, witches, and all that stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, that the cousins were hearing her mm-hmm. scream, and that the grandmother, you know, was screaming because a witch, you know, was yeah. Trying to get her. her from the bed, yeah. Ooh. Can you imagine? I'm like, no, I don't want to imagine. So I went, ooh, can that's you why I can. Unfortunately, I have such an amazing, vivid imagination. So that's why I hate when you say imagine and then proceed to say the most unnerving, imaginable thing possible. This one is by Dude Crullin. It's called This Experience is Why I Believe in Ghosts. Hey guys, I'm a first-time poster. Everyone I tell this story to says it's the creepiest thing that they have ever heard, so I thought I would share. I was the biggest non-believer in ghosts. Now I believe. Enjoy. When I was 14, me and my friend, let's call him Tom, stayed around our other friend's house. Let's call him Josh. Um, Josh had recently moved into the house, and there's already a few creepy notes around the house how many times can you say house in one paragraph Ready i don't know go. how many times can you say podcast in one paragraph <laughs> you tell me eric you tell me five times five is the All answer right. okay so the context number one it's the middle of nowhere there are three quote-unquote houses close to each other 
than nothing but fields, forest, farms for miles. The three houses are Josh's, a house that belongs to two white witches and a bedsit where a man used to live. However, three years ago, he hung himself in the bedsit, and the police only found him when Josh's dog kept barking outside the bedsit, and there was a weird smell coming from it. Number two, every single person who lives in this house has had a paranormal experience of some kind. The brother claims one night a week, roughly, his shower will turn on and he will hear something whistling a tune. The same tune every time. Then the shower will turn off. The whistling continues for about a minute and then nothing. The mom, and this is the one that creeped me out, says she sees a woman in the corner of her room some nights. She has to turn the light on and the stepdad will sit with her until the woman has gone. The nan, when staying in the spare bedroom, says she always sees the same shadow woman in the window in that room. What is with shadow women in windows and rooms? They could just not. So it's not uncommon to hear a scary story at this house. As a non-believer, I found excuses for each one, such as old pipes or just mistaking shadows. The mom's one did scare me a bit, though, as I had no explanation. Maybe dreaming? Uh, Josh's, Josh's room is said to be safe. No one's had any an experience in that room, and nothing weird ever happens there. So I never used to mind staying at his house if I stayed in his room. I may have been a non-believer, but I sure wasn't willing to take my chances. Number three, the house had an old cellar, which has four tunnels stretching off either side, and they can't find the plans to where these tunnels go. Ugh, that's scary. The cellar is always freezing cold. It's to the point where you can see your breath, and whenever it gets open, the dogs go crazy barking. Um, the story. Are you ready for the story? Mm-hmm. Got all that context? Yes. All right, okay. Me and Tom stayed over for the night and both chose to stay in Josh's room as there was plenty of space. Everything was a normal night, a bit of gaming, late night chat about girls, nothing out of the ordinary. We fell asleep early, fairly early with Josh and Tom in the bunk bed, Tom on the top bunk and me on the floor. Uh, at around 3 a.m., I woke up to the sound of footsteps climbing the stairs. It unnerved me instantly because of the nature of the footsteps. They were very sharp and loud, and the steps would be climbed all the way to the top, and then it would start from the bottom again. In my head, I had visions of their cat climbing up the stairs, then sliding down the banister to the bottom and starting again. Sure. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> I would... That wouldn't get me to sleep. I'd be like, yeah, I totally got to see this cat sliding down a fucking banister. And then lo and behold, it's a ghost, actually. The family tried to make the cat stay with them, but he would always ask to leave and go to his bed. It also could not be the dogs, as they were not allowed upstairs and were normally on the opposite side of the house in their beds. So the cat was the only plausible answer for me. However, it was so loud that I did doubt myself a lot and was nervous. Could a cat really make that much noise? After 10 minutes of the footsteps, I remember calling out quietly to Tom and Josh to see if I could go check on the cat, <laughs> but neither replied to me. So I decided, fuck it, let's check. Mm -mm. 
I got up from the bed and walked to the bedroom door, and just before I put my hand on the doorknob, the room went ice cold. I had something, but I don't know what it was. But something stopped me from opening the door. Maybe a gut instinct? Maybe someone telling me it was a bad idea? All I know is, was I felt something I had never felt in my life before. Something horrible. And with that, I realized something. The footsteps had stopped. I could visibly see my breath in front of me, and I was frozen on the spot. I felt like something was behind the door, but I didn't know that. Or I didn't know what. I couldn't turn on the light as it was by Tom and the other side of the room, and I was frozen, so I couldn't get there. I just waited. I will remember the feeling until the day I die, a feeling of dread. I slowly retreated back to my bed once I found my feet. I hid myself in the sleeping bag, keeping my eyes firmly on the door. The temperature of the room returned to normal. I was warm again, and most importantly, the footsteps continued again. I stared at the door all night and eventually passed out. I would wake everyone's ass up. There's no way in hell anybody is sleeping in that house that night. No way. No. Uh, I woke up in the morning and the door was open. I could smell bacon being cooked downstairs and everything seemed normal. I eyed up the landing but realized there was no dread in me. Nothing. Everything was back to normal. I went downstairs and saw Tom sitting at the table and Josh making breakfast. How did you sleep? Josh asked. I decided to be brutally honest, just in case it's happened before to Josh. I said, I heard footsteps all night, all night, loud. Did anyone else hear them? Josh looked shockingly, shocked slightly and gestured over to Tom while motioning that Tom had brought it up earlier this morning. I remember looking properly at Tom, who looked scared. He didn't answer, so I explained more. I did call out to you guys to ask, and no one answered, so I assumed only I heard it. I remember clear as anything, Tom, eyes fixed on the table, interrupting with, and you got up to check. Yeah, I know. I explained I was going to, but but everything felt horrible, didn't it? Cold? Like someone had thrown ice cold water over us? I thought you were going to open the door and something inside me felt like if you did, something terrible was going to happen. I was shocked. He felt it too. It wasn't me being crazy. I asked him why he didn't say anything, and he said he was frozen to the core. What he said next scared me the most. What would we have seen if we had opened the door? Sometimes your imagination can get the better of you there. Who knows what I would have seen. (laughs) Hi, boys. Josh's mom had come in. Josh, you'll never believe what happened last night. We actually had had Harry, the cat, come in and sleep with us. I felt sick. The cat so wasn't. It was the cat. <laughs> right. No. The cat wasn't. Oh. oh my god. Oh my gosh. She's like, you gray. <laughs> uh, Eric's cat just me out if you guys didn't hear that. Uh, they definitely heard that. That was really yeah, loud. Yeah, that was very loud. <laughs> um, so it wasn't the cat, it was definitely something else. What was climbing the stairs? Whoever it was, they heard me coming. And if I had opened the door, what would they have done to me? Who protected me? I will never know. It says, follow follow on the notes. Tom never stayed there again. It took me six years, but I stayed there when I was 
21st, 21st birthday party. Nothing unusual happened. Well, I got one more. And this one's okay. really short. And it's going to... Nice little cherry on top. Alrighty. This is by Asuta underscore N-E-M. And the title is Red Eyes, Black Silhouette. Oh, I was going to pick that one. Were you? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I did. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I was a child many, many years back, as were we all, right. perhaps three or four years old. Woke up and saw out of the window two red eyes staring inside. I like to think it me. I like to think it me, but then I make all my stories about me. I panicked, lost my breath, as one does, and mm -hmm. hid on blankets. I waited five, ten, maybe a hundred minutes. Perception and reality not always seeing eye to eye. And when I gathered the courage to peek out from my from beneath my blankets, it was still there mm -mm. just staring not moving it's two eyes faintly glowing in the window a moment later it slowly lowered itself and disappeared below the window also my bedroom was on the second floor of an old american <laughs> four square because i feel like that's important anyone have any similar experiences anyone have viable explanations or non-viable i don't care really <laughs> curious is all and thanks for reading so when you said at least you're on the second floor, I'll, that's yeah. why I was like, yeah, okay, because <laughs> that does not matter. Oh my gosh, yeah, clearly we've we figured that out. I feel like enough over. I mean, we just had Leslie years. on yeah. saying that she had that lady standing outside her window and she was on the second floor. Yeah, no, for sure. Yes, yeah, so it's it's a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. There's a nice little cherry on top. It's creepy. Short, creepy, and to the point. Yes. Why? Well, I, I feel like this episode was like the theme was windows. <laughs> Unintentionally. Yeah. Because we had a lot of stories with windows. Just true. Huh? I thought it was. I thought it. I mean, even some of the stories that I was like reading, I just like got chills again. I'm like, no, I had already read them before, but I still was like, ooh. Yeah, yours, so, yours yeah. definitely gave me the 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 willies. Alrighty, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Michelle, is there anything you want to add? Not that I, I was trying to think. Not that I can really think of. Um, plus side to having COVID and not being able to work for over a week was that I got to binge um, some Heaven's Gate documentaries and hopefully I next do week for next week. Yeah. Let's see when Excited. Write that. <laughs> I would, should probably get started on it soon. But yeah. It'll be fun. And I mean, uh, and I'll give you guys like a heads up keep in mind it, it is almost kind of more true crime than it is paranormal i mean yes we're going to talk about the whole alien ufo kind of situation like that's paranormal yes but ultimately it is a true crime so we're going to be a, a paranormal slash true crime podcast tomorrow for one episode i mean not tomorrow but next week next week for one episode all right i'm i'm excited i'm excited to hear this 
but if you guys would like to contact us like Roy did, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social medias. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's also a tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite site to listen to podcasts such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click the link. You can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. See you.